Welcome to the RYR Endurance Team Podcast. We are grateful that you've chosen to tune in and listen. If you are a runner, aspiring runner, triathlete, or aspiring triathlete, you are in the right place. We love sharing what we know about these sports. If you like what you hear, you can always learn more by contacting us at ryrcoach at gmail.com or by visiting our website, ryrenduranceteam.com. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, Coach Paula. It's unusual that we record the podcast on the same day it's going to be released. So this is almost like our listeners getting us live. Almost. It has been a really busy week leading up to Christmas and then the Christmas weekend. This has been really busy. Yeah, I would say very busy, but while our plates were full and our days were full, I think our hearts are pretty full as well. Yeah, I agree. So your side of the family did Christmas a few weeks ago, did it early, but my side of the family did it on Christmas Day, and I think that's probably the first time in the history of our marriage that... The Murphy side of the family has had Christmas on Christmas Day. Yeah, and it turned out to be a pretty large crowd, but it wasn't overwhelming. Yeah, when we uh, used to have our big family home, we oftentimes hosted Thanksgiving and Christmas for the Murphy side, and that's a nice 40-ish group of people in number, and we've downsized, but this year we had about 18 people who had responded that they could come so we decided our house could easily accommodate 18 and I believe we ended up with 26 that actually came. I think when everybody found out you were hosting they thought well this is going to be an awesome party we need to be there. (laughs) That must be it and my mom was here and I wondered how she would do in a bigger crowd just with her Alzheimer's and some of the confusion but I thought she did great. Yeah she did. So I know you were a little anxious having such a big crowd at our house but so here's basically how Christmas went. Christmas Eve morning was our kids and Ellie and we had breakfast together and had our traditional Christmas video where Jacob gets to brag that he's younger than Shelby even though it's by a few months. Christmas falls between that so he really has a big time with that. You typically comment on me being a few days older than you between birthdays. Yeah, I get a whole 10 days to brag about being younger than you. That's true. And we were sporting our new Christmas pajamas. Chilling with my snowmies. You did a good job picking those out. I have fun picking those out. And that's not a tradition that we had when the kids were growing up. That's a tradition we adopted when Shelby became part of the family. What, about we have five sets of Christmas pajamas now? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Christmas all year long. So we had Christmas with... Our immediate family from about 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Christmas Day. And then Jacob and Shelby headed out to try to get Ellie a nap. And thankfully, Bethany hung out and we took down everything Christmassy in our house. We took down two Christmas trees and all the decorations. and It was record time. We normally wait till January 1st. Right, but with almost 30 people coming. We didn't think we had room for all the people and all the trees. So the trees had to go. They had to go. 
And then we basically had three rooms of our house set up like a restaurant. Yes. <laughs> and it was somewhat open. So it was, uh, it wasn't like three separate rooms. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed. The barbecue place, and I won't mention business names because I want all businesses to do well and I don't want to sway people's opinions. But the business we normally buy our barbecue from was not taking pre-orders. It was first come, first serve on Christmas Eve. And this was for the party of 30. We knew everything would be closed Christmas Day. Well, I had done that before, and the line is long, and it's very disorganized, and I just didn't want the stress of it. Chaos. Yes. So you and I went to another barbecue establishment that, honestly, we never go to. I've maybe eaten there three times in my life, but I had never really eaten what we ordered. But somebody had given us a gift certificate. Yeah, we had a, we did, we had a gift certificate to this place. I'm trying really hard not to use names because it's just natural to use names when you're talking about places. Anyway, we could pre-order, we pay, we could pick it up Christmas Eve at 10.30 a.m. At first, we planned on picking it up around 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and then we decided, hmm, maybe we should get it earlier in the day in case they run out of food. Yeah, so while Ellie took an intermission from Christmas and took a nap, you slipped out on Christmas Eve and went to this place to pick up the barbecue. We'd ordered turkey and chopped mutton and green beans. The biggest pan of green beans you have ever seen. I will never make that mistake again. We have have plenty of green beans. If any of our listeners want some green beans, contact us on the Facebook group page, and we will just bring you some green beans. If you're you're in Owensboro. If you're close. If you're, you know, if you're one of our South Carolina athletes, or we may not be able to deliver you green beans. (laughs) They're not that good to drive them all the way to South Carolina. Uh, Yeah. So anyway, you text, and I could just see your name on my watch that you had text, and I'm like, oh no, they ran out and don't have our pre-order. But you just said it was a they were cooking more meat, and it was going to be a while. Anyway, you get back and talk about the chaos and how there were people there trying to order that they weren't taking more orders, and people who had pre-ordered but not prepaid, and they were like, well, don't pay yet. We're not sure we have enough, and so a little bit of stress there. But we had our order, which I was happy about. You just put it in the garage refrigerator. I never saw the food. Well, then on Christmas Day, we go to pull it out, and the turkey is, I could have gotten it at the Walmart deli. It was just processed turkey. So I was immediately not very happy with the quality of food that we were going to be serving to my family on Christmas Day. It looked like bologna. It kind of looked like bologna. Different color. Yeah, I mean, it was color turkey. I mean, it just looked like... When when we get turkey at a grocery store, we get it very thinly sliced. So this was just a thicker version of processed deli turkey. So we won't use that place again. There is another place in Owensboro that I may try to pre-order from there and see if that works. Mm -hmm. But all in all, no one complained. And we had so many leftovers. It was ridiculous. Especially green beans. Especially green beans. That's true. So enough about Christmas, I guess. It's always an honor to celebrate the birth of our Savior, which is what, it's not about the turkey, it's not about the food, it's about our Savior coming into this world. And our Savior was the most wonderful gift of all, but tell us about some of the gifts that you unwrapped on Christmas Eve morning. Um, I think I'll just mention one. Okay. If you have another one of mine that you 
want to mention you can, but I was just really shocked. And I mean, Boston was an emotional experience for me anyway. And it just seems to, it just seems to keep coming back. So totally not expecting it. Coach Roberts, Coach Dean Roberts had ordered me a book of pictures and it also said things, but he put together a book to capture my Boston experience. So I guess he had gotten with my daughter to get pictures and maybe some of my pictures had loaded to our shared drive and it looked like you had also paid for the marathon photo pictures. I did. Which is one of the few races where it was warm enough that my bib number was showing the whole time. So you were able to get plenty of pictures. Usually I have a jacket on because I'm cold for the first few miles, but not in this case. So anyway, I opened it and I could tell what it was from the cover, but it was wrapped in some sort of shrink wrap. And I'm like, I'm going to have to open this later. And you're like, why? I'm like, stop. <laughs> but I opened it. It was very nice. Very thoughtful gift. You're welcome. It was a big day. It was a big day. And I thought Ellie would be more engaged and interested in ripping wrapping paper off. But either me or her mom and dad had to help her open each gift. But after she opened the gift, she wasn't interested in anything else. She just wanted to play with that gift. So she genuinely enjoyed her gifts. The thing she seemed to enjoy the most was a little $5 wooden toy. It's fish with magnets on it and a little pole. She loved fishing. She loves fish. No. She doesn't love eating fish. No. She likes saying the word fish and seeing pictures of fish. Yep. And making a fish base. Mm-hmm. But all in all, it was a good Christmas. So switching topics, how was your week of training this past week? This was my biggest week of training all year. Wow. You didn't know that, did you? I wouldn't be asking if I already knew. <laughs> I've been increasing my run mileage getting ready for the Mesa Marathon, and I've been having a, a high week of mileage and then a lower week of mileage, but this past week, Bethany asked me to go to the pool and swim, which I haven't done in a few weeks. But do, are you referring to the pool in which the heater is currently broken? Yes. It is almost wetsuit legal in the indoor pool, but we did not wear wetsuits, and it was nice. It didn't take long to get warmed up. But that was nice to get in the pool next to her for a little bit. And then on Christmas Day, since we did our big event on Christmas Eve, and the weather was crazy warm for December 25th. 71 degrees. And let me tell you, last year on Christmas Day, and I remember it well because Bethany and I went for a run, it was zero degrees. So a 70 degree temperature swing from one December 25th to the next. I'll take the warmer temperatures. Me too. Some people really like the snow and cold. I'd be happy with a mild summer all year round. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, back to your big week. So I went for a bike ride on my Cervelo and it was a very windy Christmas day, but fortunately the wind was coming out of the south or the south-southwest and the route that I took, uh, I had a headwind on the way out, but I had a sweet tailwind on the way back. And it wasn't a long bike ride, and my focus has been on running, so I wasn't trying to have a really hard bike ride. It was just great to be outside, laying down in the aero bars, cruising through the wind and the sound of the wheels spinning against the pavement. I'm sure it was much better on the way back than the way out. Yes, it was, but very pleasant. But anyway, a big week of training, and this upcoming week I'll scale back a little bit. But just been real blessed 
the second half of the year to be healthy and gradually increasing mileage. I haven't really done anything up-tempo, anything super fast. The main thing is just building this big base so that I've got a good foundation for what we hope will be an exciting 2022. Yeah, God willing, we'll stay healthy and looking forward to an exciting year of competition. But did you know that today is exactly 16 weeks from Patriots Day and the Boston Marathon? I did not know that. Yes, so I would say this is my first official week that I'll be heading into marathon training. Are you feeling healthy? I feel healthy. I've been working with the physical therapist on the three-year nagging upper hamstring issue and for the past two years this time of year I've gotten the platelet rich plasma injections Mm -hmm. and that's really helped but I kind of feel like it's putting a yearly band-aid on a problem that I need to fix so you suggested I do this online physical therapy thing through your company's insurance that's free and I was very skeptical because I'm thinking it needs to be hands-on and dry needling But you don't really like hands-on. I do not like hands-on at all. I endure it to get better. But I think some of the things she had to say made sense, and I'm trying them, and if they work, I think it's really going to add some value to our coaching to pay some of this forward to athletes if what she's saying actually works. So to be continued on that. More to come. Yep. So my training this past week, I was able to get all the runs in, and my hamstring was a little testy on the heel repeats, but other than that, the hamstring felt pretty good. I got my workouts in, and looking forward to seeing what week one of Boston Marathon training, how that unfolds. Well, the main thing is to get to the starting line healthy. That's correct. So take care of that upper hamstring. Nutrition-wise, over the holidays, we've done fairly well, I think. We, uh have been a little bit off of our usual, but I feel like the peanut butter pie I made is pretty healthy, so probably going to need you to help me finish that off, and then we'll just get back on the straight and narrow. You may feel like that you have stayed on track pretty well, but I feel like I jumped off the bandwagon and I'm rolling down a hill. (laughs) I mean, you said that, but I've still seen you eating salads almost every day. So although you're eating some things you wouldn't normally eat, you're still packing in. I mean, your breakfast, you're still eating your overnight oats that are packed with nutrition, and you're still eating a salad every day. And then you're just adding a few bonus snacks, I'd say. Well, that might be what's getting me is because I'm eating my normal food and then I'm eating all the extra stuff too. (laughs) And I'm still eating leftover Christmas breakfast along with the oatmeal and my protein shake. And then with my salad, I'm having leftover barbecued mutton and green beans. I'm going to be eating green beans for a long time. Yeah, and the mutton that was made, which was also different than where we normally purchase mutton it was a dry barbecue so it's probably a much healthier version it's not soaked in barbecue sauce well when the murphy family left and we were packaging up the mutton we intentionally soaked it in alan Pryor's homemade barbecue sauce oh that's good to know and it is really tasty but besides all of that i have been enjoying the homemade pies that you made and the peanut butter pie is almost the only thing left i think there's one piece of chocolate pie left yeah and that's a recipe i stole from jacob's Mm mother-in-law 
Jacob really liked it. And I said, well, I'll just make the gluten-free version. And he seems to like the gluten-free version fine. The only difference is the crust, and the crust is delicious. We try really hard to keep gluten completely out of our house just because of a little medical sensitivity to it, <laughs> to say the least. Things go bad when someone comes in contact with gluten. Some particular person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I did, for our Christmas breakfast, I made gluten-free biscuits and a gluten-free breakfast casserole, but I did not make gluten-free cinnamon rolls. The cinnamon rolls had gluten in them, so I stayed away from the cinnamon rolls. But we did buy some gluten-free frozen glazed donuts at the health food store. Did you have any of those? I had one, and Ellie ate some of it for me. Yeah, I had two, and Ellie ate some of it for me. Yeah. They were delicious. Yeah, I was surprised. It was pretty good. I've got to stay away from donuts. I just can't eat one. I mean, you could just eat one. It's difficult. (laughs) Very difficult. Well, they're just so good. Of the 365 days a year, I would say at least 350 of them you eat healthy. And that's not bad. Well, I'm going to have to get back on the bandwagon because my annual physical is going to be at the end of January. There you go. We need to get back on eating healthy anyway just because fueling our sport is important. It is. So back to the sweet potatoes and avocados and salads. I went to the grocery today and bought all those things. There you go. We'll be ready. All right. So you got a topic? I do not. Well, I thought it might be fun since this is the last podcast of 2021 to just kind of do a year in the review. We could talk about some of our highs and lows in coaching and some of our honorable mentions and worth repeating podcasts. That sounds like a wonderful idea. All right. You're looking at me like, okay, still have no idea what we're going to talk about. (laughs) So I guess just looking, and it's really been almost a year and two months since we actually incorporated our business. And at that time, we already had several athletes that we were coaching and we just kind of decided we wanted to formalize the process and so it's just been exciting to me to watch how the team has grown and we've made it crystal clear that yes we do want our athletes to grow every day in fitness and strength and to reach their big goals athletically but more importantly we want to Make sure they understand that what's most important to us is not even on this earth. It's after we're no longer on this earth and in heaven. And we want to make sure our athletes are in heaven. So we do incorporate our faith into our coaching. And we pray for our athletes. And I just have to really think because we have athletes that we interview to decide whether or not they want to hire us as coaches. And many of them do go in that direction. Some of them go in a different direction, but we just prayerfully believe that God sends us exactly the people that he wants to cross our paths, and we don't take that responsibility lightly. We want to come alongside each athlete and be supportive. Yeah, supportive of their athletic endeavors, but supportive of whatever they have going on in their life. Yeah. And, you know, we've been blessed with a variety of athletes, starting with four. And I went through training peaks this morning because we were, it's really not about numbers for us. We want our team to stay relatively small so that we can continue to 
customize the coaching and give the attention to each athlete that he or she deserves. But as I was scrolling through, we have touched the lives of more than 30 individuals. So that's that's pretty good for one year. And it's been a manageable number for us because, you know, you still work full time. And so you do all this after hours and on the weekends. And then I'm retired so I can devote more time to it during the day, but I feel like we've just been given the right amount. Yeah. And I just feel blessed by each person. Yeah, and we're still looking to grow, but we don't want to get enormous. Yeah. I mean yeah, we're by we're by no means at capacity. We're still you know, if someone's listening and you're interested in coaching, we're still available to be interviewed and see if it would be a good fit. Because really with coaching, you can go out and find a bunch of different plans on the internet they may or may not fit what you need they're definitely not fluid for what like what happens with life but for me with coaching it's all about the relationship and just knowing that somebody's out there holding me accountable thinking about me praying for me somebody that I can troubleshoot with and it's just nice to have someone that really gets why I'm doing all this and it's just a nice sounding board and support and you know it's it's hard you get to know these people and really care about these people we've had an athlete this year lose her dad we've had an athlete this year who tragically lost a son in an automobile accident and like we shed tears with these people like we hurt for these people we don't hurt the way they hurt because obviously it's it's their loss and something that they have to very personally face, but it just, it's, it hurts when they're hurting. And then we've had athletes have a new life, a new baby come into their family, mm-hmm. or we've had athletes experience parts of the world they've never seen before, maybe going to Iceland or <laughs> Germany or so. It's just, it's just really neat. You get to, to know these people and, and there's been quite a few people that have set personal bests, which is always exciting. Yeah. To, to be a part of that process. Yeah. It's, I mean, and we have athletes who are super experienced and they've, they're completing their fourth, fifth, sixth Ironman and get a personal best. Or we have an athlete who can't run a 5K in under 40 minutes and now, after what, six months, ran one in under 30 minutes. And I mean, both of those are equally exciting to us. Whether an athlete is a beginner or a seasoned athlete, it's just so fun to watch athletes grow and meet personal goals. So the other thing that we consistently continue to do every week, it might be the only thing I've consistently done every week for more than a year, is, well, that's not true. There are several things I consistently do week over week. But as a company, one of the things we committed to was doing a podcast once a week and I still kind of chuckle at our first podcast because we had it written out word for word what we wanted to say and we had to redo it a couple times and you can just hear the shakiness in our voices and it's obvious we're reading from our script (laughs) we had a lot of material we wanted to cover and if we had to do it over I think we would be more impromptu and still try to cover all the topics yeah so we've gone from that scripting every word we're going to say to just sitting down in front of this Yeti microphone and whatever this Knox gear black panel thing is and we just get after it 
And a lot of times we will have done some research in advance because we do want our podcast material to be meaningful. And several times throughout the year, we've had special guests. We've had a lot of special guests, and that's been fun. Anywhere from our own son to doctors in the community that support and help our athletes to experienced athletes and runners that either we've coached or just know personally that have a lot of value to add and material to share with our listeners. It's funny when I'm out and I run into somebody and they mention our podcast and that they listen to it. They say what they like about it is they feel like they're just sitting at the kitchen table with us chit-chatting about their hobby of triathlon or endurance running and That's kind of what we wanted it to be. We didn't want it to be a lecture format where people doze off. We didn't want to feel like you're sitting in a college class and need to take notes. And very rarely are we a get out your paper and pencil because here's the five easy steps to becoming an awesome athlete. Because if it were that easy, we wouldn't really need coaches. It's not easy. I do remember one podcast where we did ask people to get out their paper and pencil. Which one was that? That was the one on uh, threshold, calculating your your FTP and thresholds and zones. Right, to do a little math, yes. But yeah. it wasn't get out your paper and pencil because if you can do these five things, you're going to oh. PR for days. It's not that simple. Yeah. I'd say probably a couple of my favorite podcasts and If I could encourage listeners to go back and listen to some of the former podcasts, I would maybe look at the two nutrition ones. One of them I think we called Taming the Fork. Was that the first one? Yeah. And then... Then there was one on summer nutrition. Yeah. And not that it only applied to summer, but I think it was summer when we came back in and did a second podcast on nutrition. And then we interviewed Dr. Scott Black on the subject of nutrition as well. Yeah. And nutrition will continue to be a beast that's harder to tame. Most athletes will do all their workouts and even be hungry for more. But when it comes to eating, we have more athletes that struggle with putting the right nutrition into their bodies to fuel the sport. But I will say the latest athlete that we've worked on with this, because honestly, we don't touch nutrition with our athletes unless they ask us to. We let them know that it's something that we offer and help with, but we also know it can be a touchy or sensitive topic. But the most recent athlete that reached out to us concerning it just did an awesome job going through the whole process and really probably eats better than we do now. Like he's just done such a great job with his nutrition. And it's not that hard if you're really focusing on doing the right things and making your body healthier, then that's what you want to do. It takes some upfront planning to get to the grocery and get the right things and prepare things in advance if it's going to take a while to prepare. Yeah, and it helps that his wife and daughters are on board, and I think he taught them a few things along the way as well, and I think it's been a really good thing. And I don't think his nutrition was terrible to begin with, but we never know because the first step that we do with our athletes is we have them track it in a fitness app that we can view. And I think just that simple step of tracking Everything you put in your mouth and that someone's going to be looking at that, that automatically cleans up your diet because everyone knows that Oreo cookies are not good for you and everyone knows that fast food french fries and grease burgers aren't good for you, but nobody's watching. 
It's just convenient. But then there are other things that you may think are good for you that really aren't, like... Subway bread. Or packaged granola bars. So it helps to track it so you can figure out what the macros are in each food item. So that at the end of the day, you've got a good balance of macros and stay away from the unhealthy fats. Yeah. And when we work with athletes, we rarely have to talk about total calories consumed in a day because as they transition from eating all the calorie-dense food with little nutrition, with little nutritional value, as they start transitioning, the calorie count just automatically goes down because honestly, healthy foods have a lot fewer calories per spoonful. I think another one of my favorite podcast topics was around the topic of it's going to hurt a little and kind of that one as well as know when to hold them and know when to fold them because the body is going to experience stress and some amount of discomfort when you're challenging it and really knowing the difference of when am I taxing my body to let it recover and get stronger versus when am I creating an injury. It's just so important to be aware of that and to adjust your workouts accordingly so that you find that you find that point where you're stressing your body to make yourself stronger, but you don't take yourself out of the game. So I really enjoyed the interviews that we did over the last year, but then also Really enjoyed the more technical podcast that we did. We talked about muscle leg cramps. We talked about triathlon bike pacing. Talked about running form. We talked about running form. We talked about triathlon cycling drills. We talked about breathing and different strategies for improving your breathing. But I'd say that one thing is for sure... We do have variety in our podcast topics. Just never know what direction we're going to go. It's been a long time since we've talked about Skipbo. It has been a long time since we talked about Skipbo. And in case you in the audience are wondering, who is leading in Skipbo? Well, it is a tie. So does that mean that we are equally as proficient at the game of Skipbo? Or does it mean it's the equivalent of flipping a coin and it's... 50% chance you're going to win and a 50% chance I'm going to win. Yeah, I think if you sat down and played with somebody who had never played before and have has not learned any of the strategy, your chances of winning are probably greater than 50%. But you and I both understand the game, so it's going to be 50-50. Although it is so annoying when one of us goes on a run of six or seven wins. Because, you know, flipping a coin, it's always 50-50. But you could still get head six times in a row. Yes, you could. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know how many hundreds of games of Skipbo we played in 2021, but sometimes at the end of the day, and we're just wanting to unwind, we'll eat our dinner and play Skipbo while we're eating our dinner. Mm-hmm. I will have to mention our last game, though, because you start with 30 cards, and you're trying to get rid of those cards. And you had gotten rid of probably 18 to 20 of your cards, and I was still on my top card. Like, I just couldn't. That's an exaggeration. I don't think it was an exaggeration. But anyway, then you got a little stalled, and I was working my way back, and then it got kind of evenish where we were probably, maybe you had eight or nine cards, and I had 12 or 13 cards. And finally, it worked down, and I got to my last card. It wouldn't play. And I still had three cards. And you were able to play through your last three cards. And It helps when they are all in the correct order. 
in my stack. Yeah. But you shuffled, so <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, I guess you're welcome. I guess you're welcome. Anyway, all in all, I just think it's been a good year of coaching, getting to know people. The podcasts have been fun. And next week, we'll start a new year of podcasts and get into a little bit more content. But today, we just wanted to kind of celebrate our listeners and celebrate a year in the books with 2021 being in the books. And if anyone's listening to this and you have some running goals or triathlon goals, whether you're experienced or just thinking about getting off the couch, we'd love the opportunity to talk with you. If you'd like, we can connect you with some of our athletes to let them share with you what they gain from working with us. And it's just something, it's really a hobby for us. We enjoy it. And we would love a chance to partner. And if you're interested in some RYR Endurance Team merchandise, we will be making that available at some point. But just reach out to us if that's something you're interested in. We have trucker hats, technical t-shirts, and hoodies. So what's our scripture verse for today, Mr. Roberts? I try to find a little bit of time each day to spend reading the Bible, God's Word. And I make notes when I... Scripture jumps out at me, and one that jumped out to me this past week was Luke 21, verse 36. And it says, Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So we should pray always for all the difficulties that we have in life and for those that we know who need help or are hurting, but we also need to pray for God's protection to keep us aligned with His will so that we would be faithful until the very end. Be that watchman on the wall. Always ready. We're looking forward to an exciting upcoming 2022. At RYR Endurance Team, we specialize in customized coaching. What is customized coaching? It's more than a training plan. It's a relationship. It's a partnership. So what are your goals? What are you training for? Contact us at ryrcoach at gmail.com or visit us on our website, ryrenduranceteam.com. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening.